You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Y'all, it's time. It's finally here. Welcome back to Black Rock Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back. Finally, the long-awaited Expanse Season 5. They dropped a tres on us. Episodes 1, 2, and 3. Exodus, Churn, and Mother. I gave these episodes 10 out of 10 out of 10 because... It is like I am reading the book, but I am visually seeing it and it is very close to the book and how a lot of the scenes, they're going beat by beat by beat and it's just my dream come true. So I am in a little bit of expanse heaven. I don't know if anyone else is with me, but I have a feeling I am not alone the episode Exodus was written by Naren Shanker and directed by Breck Eisner. The episode Churn was directed by Breck Eisner once again and written by the genius duo of the Expanse books, Dan Abraham and Ty Frank. And then we have episode Three Mother get this written by dan nowak but directed by our own thomas jane aka miller so i really think he did a marvelous job in how he he directed one of the most heartbreaking (laughs) reunions we are going to talk about that and so much more now how is the format gonna go because i know probably in the past it's been different well quite frankly i don't remember but i will say i'm not gonna do any book spoiling i'm not even gonna do any compare and contrast everything even inkling in that direction for those that want and i myself want to talk about maybe some differences in the book or some speculation on how they're going to do things in the season i will keep those in the spoiler section only so book spoilers can enjoy this podcast and not have to worry about someone referencing the book every five seconds i of course love talking about it do not get me wrong but i get also if you are not familiar with that territory the not just go on and on and possibly spoil something that might be different in the book because they are their unique experiences and i think that they companion each other really well so spoiling the books is kind of a dick move and if i've done it in the past well that was a different person i've grown since then i can change anyhow um how are we going to handle these three episodes i am just going to go character by character mostly because i'm not going to do scene by scene now once i get into episode four i'll go back to that format scene by scene but because these are three episodes and i don't want to be here for the next five hours we are going to just touch on the more big picture elements and some things that may have tickled me before we'll jump into some spoilers well actually we'll do the feedback then we'll jump into the spoilers 
So let's start with the visual effects on this show. It has gotten that Amazon money. I know we all keep saying it and they say, no, the budget's the same, but okay. But it looks better and it feels as if it got some Amazon money. (laughs) I want to see the reports, but it looks outstanding. The opening scene with Naomi and Corral and then Bull, Bull, oh my God, we got Bull. Bull getting into that that um elevator just wonderfully done the way they're showing zero g atmosphere also absolutely stunning just i love when a show can look great and amazing and this it kind of took me aback i will say for a moment because i was like whoa lord them special effects is coming up my man with the rock breaking up (laughs) <laughs> I don't know I became Celeste from years and years and got a Jamaican accent randomly but yeah I was like whoa okay wasn't expecting it and I had granted I was also watching it on my phone because I needed to be secreted away in my room so that no one would bother me while I devoured these episodes and then I watched it on the big screen the second time and it was definitely a different experience so I would definitely recommend the big screen (laughs) I will be watching future episodes on that because the scenery is just so much more to look at that I felt on my 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 uh iPhone I was not getting the full experience but yeah I I love everything that they're doing with that so that's all I'll say let's move on to the characters we'll start with Amos like Naomi these last few seasons we have been getting breadcrumbs and who these people were before they joined the Canterbury and became our beloved members of the Rossi now we've got Alex and Holden that we rather know a lot about their very what do you want to say square experiences in the world and then we come over to the other side of the crew and also the two that would have been BFFs before this all popped off and they became one big old happy family that these will be the more intriguing slightly gray backstories to explore and Amos is going home to Baltimore because someone named Lydia has died and he wants to settle her affairs now I will say in the show Amos does a really great job of portraying the inner turmoil about that especially when he comes to the door and he's ready to kick homeboy's ass uh, because he's like who the fuck are you um this person meant a lot to him and on the way there he leaves his public section what do you call that uh coach and he goes to first class and decides to make himself a bunk in this cabin where two belters are and another woman he says as long as nobody snores and then the one lady snored i'm I really seriously feared for her life but then she stopped and then he gave her this pondering look 
like she reminded him of someone and i think at that moment he was thinking about lydia and then these belters come in for a shakedown that basically means you pay us and nothing bad happens to you during this flight and it's like nah that's not about to happen here no one in this in this room is about to play your fee and another dude comes in like no this is a problem i can't allow you to try to stop our little hustle we got right here and he goes into the showers because he hates waiting and isn't gonna wait for the fight to come to him and then they gang up on him and he's like uh yeah i love the way they showed it was brutal violent but it was also something he reveled in the way in which he got into the shower and the blood and then i had to turn away because i was like i don't care how fine you are spitting out blood that's not for me not cute and so i'm sure a lot of women were losing their virginity all over again to <laughs> to ms running around being a badass absolute and utter badass while also getting soaking wet then he gets to luna station on his way into baltimore and is escorted to one chrissy who wants to know or aka abasarala wants to know what he is doing in baltimore like why are you going back to earth and he said and you need to mind your damn business bitch and she said you forget i'm still queen of earth in my own mind and i'm not letting you get there because i still run this shit and he finally admits he's going because his friend died and she and he share a drink for him teaching her how to walk in the mag boots that it's become a very important thing that she's had to do considering she now works in space and then he is on his way once he is dismissed she also says do not call me chrissy (laughs) and she says if you get arrested i'm not about to help you he goes down to earth and we get a good look at more of the city more of what it looks like there's ads on buildings and stuff and you also see that there is a lot of employment agencies popping up for colony ships to go through the ring and then he goes into baltimore and we see and i love how they utilize telling his backstory while he was in the scene because we see a woman and a boy and he's got a gun and i don't know what the fuck's going on but it looks like a situation because he's got blood on him and she looks very desperate to get that weapon from him and he is watching that but before he goes to lydia's home i forgot and that's when he meets oh what is his name i should remember but i don't but it's Lydia's um, lover, boyfriend, whatever you want to call him. And he's like, were you good to her? And I loved his reaction or his response. Son, we were good to each other. Like, I don't know who you... Th- <laughs> I, um, a relationship involves more than just one person. 
doing anything but he is clearly mourning her and despite amos being very standoffish at first when he realized this person genuinely loved lydia and he keeps saying how lydia was desperate for him to come back and he knew exactly who he was when he sized him up the second time because the first time he tried to close the door in his face and then he grabbed the door and he was like oh it's you (laughs) then he invites him in and he is packing up because he has to leave because the place belonged to lydia and lydia was had it loaned to her from eric and despite the old man not wanting to leave he has to but amos says don't don't pack up any more shit i will handle this and that is when he goes to a corner follows the drugs and the money man to get a message to eric after beating some boy (laughs) and i love how he gave him some ice for his wound later like i'm sorry i had to do that to you but clearly this is how we get respect around here and then he's taken to eric and uh eric has one well he has a hand that has well he has an arm that has no hand and he is also a big crime lord it would seem and he states what monica stewart brought up two seasons ago that one amos burton is dead and we finally get well actually we got it at the door but amos real name it's timmy now i'm sure like everyone else at least maybe just me i was tickled that this uh big bear of a man would be named timmy but timmy is his name and eric wants to know what the fuck he's doing here because he ain't supposed to be here apparently they had a deal where amos killed the real amos burton stole his identity left earth and eric got amos burton's spot so then we have a little bit of a are you here to steal my turf beef type of conversation but no he just wants the old man to stay in Lydia's spot and he's like oh well that's done then he offers him a drink Amos takes the entire bottle because he says damn that's good and then we realize that these two have known each other for a really long time saying remember when we were kids at the docks looking at the you know the rockets go up and he's like i'll never forget those times and he says i love you and i miss you but if you come back here i will kill you and that's how we end that conversation and the night ends with well first we get the flashback and we find realize that the the kid and the woman the entire time because they had vanished was lydia and young amos and she takes him to the dock and they have a beautiful wonderful conversation in which she finally helps him find some purpose in life or get through the life the hard life that they go through and you can see that is a difficult one even if you're a child and that he was used because that's what he revealed like the johns would use you and then you were too big for that so then you were used for muscle he had a really really tough childhood and a lot of scars in that childhood as well and when he is at the docks he calls chrissy and he says i need you to do one favor i have to see someone before i leave because i'm never coming back to earth again 
we'll find out who that is and who that is next episode let's move to chrissy aka avasarala she is being tossed to the washed up politician side of the political atmosphere that has been earth since she lost the election um because she made so many enemies playing the dictator and not allowing anyone to have a voice when she was herself the general secretary now mao is kind of shutting her out as well civilly but still shutting her out i think due to her what is it status as the one who did save earth she does you know allow her to speak but right now Avasarala is fixated on Marco Sonaros and this plan that he may have due to some very thin evidence on some rocks and the fact that he was a slingshotter which I was glad to get that bit of information and she's working with another admirable admirable general someone else who's kind of in the nosebleed section with her as well and i will say this was my one gripe about the episode like i love the the angle that they're playing here with her because she we get to see her daughter which we haven't seen ever i don't think or at least once and she brought the boys with her so she has another child because we know that she lost a son but she also has a daughter she has two grandchildren and she has not reconciled with her husband although she leaves him a message they really haven't discussed everything since the election and she seems to be dodging that conversation at all (laughs) um angles and her daughter's just like why don't you come home like stop trying to be in this world don't you see that you're shut out and it's okay but she refuses to move on from that this is her life this is in her blood you can be addicted to control and power and sometimes when you're when a trauma happens to you as well like the fact that you were helpless in a spaceship while people were trying to kill you or there was a war between two factions and you were played as a pawn as well and you were doing this backdoor politicking and it kind of bit you in the ass a little bit and yeah you came out winning at the end but you still had a lot of trauma especially at the thought of these ring gates at the thought of arrows coming towards earth in the first place and she really is fixated at this point in bringing the person that kind of was responsible for losing her election kind of low because this was the man that she wanted to present his head on a spike um to her constituents to win her election and so while i am all over the fact that maybe she would be following him because of that that she would put so much of the pieces together before things popped off did feel a bit of a stretch i will say like you're like they underdogged her to the underdog like the comment she made i hate when i'm always right or i hate that i'm always right or something to say it something to that effect 
like she has to be right i think even in season four that was the thing i have to be right and i think her need to be right it is kind of being catered to when you give her so much of the pieces but i will say to play my own devil's advocate to my own criticism they did make a point of no one's not listening to her because they're being rude disrespectful or this is some petty type of revenge no they're not listening to her because her evidence is dismal at best so it's not that oh no one's paying attention to her or her warning she just happened to stumble across someone because she's eyeballing this person so closely that anything she can to grasp it to get him under the radar that's what she's looking for and aiming for because she feels like he's a dangerous person so it's not so much as oh you really did something to truly point out how much of a threat he is up until this point he hasn't been and the things that you're putting forward it's you're fishing and you just happen to get lucky and have a a big um (laughs) asteroid size bite at the end of the hook but that was rather lucky fishing versus intentional investigation with actual other than oh my gut says so because it's not like olivia pope's gut was ever wrong before and we know how that worked out in that show but i really like the portrayal of showing her loneliness how she's making herself incredibly increasingly isolatingly lonely with her desire to never give up this need this desire to be at the forefront of it all to be heavily involved in not only politics but in this idea of saving earth and doing what's best for earth it's a noble thing but it's also a rather selfish and sacrificial thing to the people that love her the most and her daughter and her last words those are the type of things that would haunt you if you decided you know i'm not going to be with my family right now i choose to pretend that i am of more importance than i am when i'm really in a position that is meant to keep me out of the way then we go to jim and the monica stewart situation jim has been abandoned by all of his rossi crew members including the love of his life naomi we start the episode with him looking at the news feeds now there's some interesting things on those news feeds the one being medina station is basically the biggest belter booming business is sending so many people out on colony ships that unemployment is actually starting to drop on earth and then you also see that the the technology those structures are being studied still to find out more evidence about what killed the builders and that's when jim turns the television off like i'm not even trying to deal with that shit right now 
he gets a call from Naomi, who sounds a little sus, but he will check back in with her and her skittish ways a little bit later. He goes out to get some dinner. I will say the aesthetic that they have with the music and all, I mean, that is so, so very authentic to the literature. I really enjoyed that. It's the only thing I'll say about the book because that is more in line with the people that settled places like Mars, like the whole country western shit they had going on over there and then the bell and what kind of their culture looks like and feels like and so <laughs> someone mentioned hot sauce and i was like oh they eat everything with hot sauce that's a belter thing that was even in season two or three you also see in this episode everyone in like three episodes the the usage of the hand terminals that is such a big part of life it pretty much is how you get the news how you communicate it's the number one type of lifestyle piece of tech that you need and i love to see everyone with it because it's that commonplace in the world building and then he goes out to eat and he runs into Monica Stewart, who A, is starving. Like, girl, the way she was chomping down on the noodles when he left them and she was like, oh, no, I'm too proud to eat that. No, the fuck I'm not. I'm starving. I don't have much money to my name, which I can't believe since she got a big ass story out of what happened on the not only in the ring gate but on the rossi i would think she would win pulitzers for that but she is thirsty about a story about the proto molecule because she knows someone has a sample and thinks that it's in jeopardy and he's not trying to give her any information she tries to put the guilt trip on him like you are the voice of truth you will tell it no matter what the consequences are and you owe the world this truth if this is true if the proto molecule is still out there he runs to fred and tells fred monica stewart just rolled up on me and fred tells him basically you need to stop worrying about everything they are the belt building their first very first gunship they're building it themselves at Tycho station there is a little bit of you know and it's not only just a gunship it's for the naval army i think that's what he stated it was and so this is a big deal it's their first big step into solidifying themselves as one and to build their own kind of army their own kind of defense they said what it was in season three i believe the free navy that's what they said it was the head of the free navy and fred also tells him look you don't have to worry about saving the world all the fucking time and i will give up and get rid of my protomolecule sample when the when this ship is finished being built when we can actually defend ourselves and we can guarantee that earth and mars aren't going to try to step on us he still sees a path to to a future with everyone on board with that and 
you see holden is worried because a they're still experimenting in it with it <laughs> and i like what monica said like everyone who used the proto molecule they did horrible terrible damage to a lot of people <laughs> they killed a lot of people it did nothing good is what we're trying to say can we not like yes we have these worlds yes we have these ring gates but we don't need to have the fucking protomolecule like that is actually what woke up the shit on illis so it turns out that if we don't have any actual samples of the shit then we're in a good spot but we do have one sample and fred tells him you have a beautiful family you have a home you have a girl go make a future with them and at that moment when he gets back he realizes that he can't make that future when no naomi announces that she has found her son and he's like oh my god that's so great and then she's like um so one she was looking gorgeous and just that shirt and with the belter tattoo i love that i love the way she grew out her hair and then she says well i'm leaving he's at palace station and a freighter leaves in two hours he's like okay well i'll get packed and she's like no i'm leaving you're not coming with me and she basically says his father's marcos anaros what the hell did you just say and i will say my man's blinked over that real quick because i felt as if <laughs> he's like um ma'am he's got a huge ass bounty on his head he's a what <laughs> she's like look um i know but his father's not with him and i need to save him from getting killed and he says what if he's involved he's not i know he's not like any mother she believes that her child is still innocent oh lord and she tells him that he can't come because he's an inner not only an earther but james holden and that it's bad enough as it is since she feels as if she abandoned him and saved herself only and now she needs to atone for that and she can't have that happen with jim at her side because it's already going to be a shit show and he eventually concedes to that because she is definitely racked with a lot of self-loathing and guilt because of that then he gets involved in the whole monica stewart thing when she sends another message after watching naomi leave that was very sweet he was watching her leave from the rossi and that he refused to stay in their room he sleeps on the rossi despite them still working on the ship because that's home and that's actually a belter type of which we see in episode um is it two or is it one with drummer situation that most belters the ship is their home so i like the fact that he just came home when he realized that you know he missed his family you could also tell that he didn't particularly want her to go by herself because he even said you know i'll just stay on the ship just to be close by and she wasn't having it and we all know jim is pudding especially when it comes to telling naomi no and <laughs> he knows that she's gonna go without his blessing and he just concedes to allow 
and it's fair too because as much as he wanted to protect her and yes it's a dangerous situation unfortunately him being there wouldn't do much to to not agitate it he gets a message from monica about meeting up because she has evidence but when he goes to her room it looks like something has happened and she has been kidnapped they have put her in a storage container and there's a shit ton of storage containers where they have to find her they try to track it by heat signature eventually because she was able to half save herself they find out where she is and they have to pump her with oxygenated blood so that she can breathe again because she technically stopped breathing for a little while there the evidence that she has is the fact that someone has kidnapped Kodazar and Fred and Jim do not look pleased at this they start to take the whole thing a little bit more seriously because they also realize that they are heavily compromised someone is working from the inside because only someone with clearance could have gotten monica into that particular container they are simply going to follow the ship that's coming to pick her up and it also turns out because they mentioned it very quickly that anderson dolls didn't know anything about this either so they are looking for the kidnappers and now he keeps saying the protomolecule is secure and you got jim who's being like well you need to do this you need to do that and fred's like i've been doing this shit before you was born you need to slow your damn roll <laughs> went up in my office telling me what i should do <laughs> but look at how Tycho is being run this is supposed to be the new the new um belter nation right look who's running it three fucking earthers this is exactly the type of ammunition that marcos can use and it's actually fucking valid that's the that is the absolute worst part of this is that exactly the fears of the belters are coming true because bull is from earth and you hear him very blatantly using belter slurs racial slurs by calling them skinnies which is pretty much the equivalent of the n-word and that's why she and i mean she naomi told corral to not say duster because that's a slur for martians speaking of bull this is the new head of security he is a very interesting character he's in debt so <laughs> that's why he has joined fred johnson he doesn't seem to care which flag is flown he does not being he does not like being taken advantage of he's very abrasive but he seems to take his job seriously when it comes to Tycho station and it's it's a uh, security in the belt considering that is his job <laughs> what his job title is and so he also is on this crew of people trying to figure out what is going on i will say i was shocked when holden admitted that his brain has changed because he also pointed out that he has been in communication with 
Elvie still, who is studying the the artifacts, not much new information there, but he says every time that he passes through the rain gates, he sees the thing that is what Elvie saw because she was able to do some type of scan of it and it looked awesome. And he says that every time he passes through the rings, it feels as if the thing is getting angrier. He's like, how the fuck do you know that? He says, because my brain has changed when the protomolecule uh, was talking to me via Miller, it kind of scrambled it just a bit and you can put it back together, but it still has creases. And yeah, that it, I was with Fred that that doesn't help your case whatsoever fucking crazy man you sound insane do you realize that you should be medicated i will say before we move on from jim i think my favorite line in drag was fred saying or when <laughs> jim was like i saw a button and thought it might be to be pushed and he says is that really how you go through life son Now let's go across the system to Alex, Bobby, and Mars. Everyone is leaving Mars mass exodus along with the other colonists. A lot of places or businesses are are going down. Bobby or Alex is coming home for the first time and he is trying or goes to the house to make amends with his ex-wife. And she's like, what the fuck do you want from me i mean you come here like you don't call right you just show up at my door and you think i'm supposed to be happy to see you and i'm not and if i was happy to see you well that makes you feel better so why don't you just stop showing up at my door he calls his son his son is like yeah i'm still talking to you out of the obligation that you are my father and you're famous for all the stuff you've done however you are also not really a part of my life and would rather go hang out with his friends he feels a little alone he threw his family away that's what happens and then he meets up with bobby who tells him in no uncertain terms that she really didn't have time for the shit of hearing about his life story because she has things that are more important and finally she brings him in on that and they become the double duo investigating the smuggling going on in mars on mars she is able to get herself a suit which is pretty impossible and the fact that she was able to get it and buy it being funded by the way by abasarala nice she is able to try to get people off of the list of names that could be responsible for selling these types of arms to the belters and this story continues to be very fascinating but it does feel a little far away i think she's getting closer though to what it it's going to reveal itself because they meet one sorarte who is a professor but also on active duty and he gives a wonderful speech about how one should go out in the world and explore these new worlds we also know that bobby paid for uh, what was his name the guy that brought her in on the whole entire thing 
like she paid for that family the son and them to go to the colony worlds because that that's what he wanted Eastside, that was his name that's why he took the risk that he did and then he is supposed to talk to this one chick whose name i completely forgot is it babs i think i started calling her babs <laughs> and Savarte t- uh, tasks her with getting information on why he showed up here because he tries to brush it off as you know i was coming back and in the neighborhood everyone knows how famous he is and she points out that you're very modest at dinner about how famous he is like you ain't seen him alone with a camera but he then goes to dinner and just blabs his mouth i mean alex i will talk about more of this in the spoiler section so i will leave it there then he goes back to his home and he is attacked by two uh, turns out they're navy people and he they give him this truth serum and he spills all of the tea but bobby shows up and i did laugh for some reason when alex jumped on that guy (laughs) or was it the girl but she handled business real quick the police show up and they're like i think it was just a robbery and everyone agrees and uh they're like yeah i think we hit a nerve and they at least know where babs is heading out on a surveying type of mission so they are going to get the razor back and likely the armor that she had and head out and do some more surveilling let us talk about the last and somewhat bigger element of the larger scale thing of what's going on that leads to one very very exciting cliffhanger let's start with drummer first in the belt she has joined her own new crew i saw in the subtitles it said michelle pa but i believe her name is oscano oscana i think that is the name of the woman we saw her kissing at the end this is a very poly family she seems to be the only one that doesn't smile in it (laughs) like she looks the same she is so hard she's very focused she's the captain and she has been searching for ashford's ship they find it they salvage it and uh she wants to get it up and running so they have three ships now and uh it seems like she's becoming a pirate queen because she definitely takes over one particular sector from some other belter pirates makes her mark known and i like the fact that they're like we should let them at least leave with their lives and he's like okay boss man you know it's yours you you proved your your shit like i like the fact that they're the culture is like that like mm, we you will be enemies but we'll still give you a chance afterwards like you can't see earthers doing that type of shit and this crew is a poly crew in case did i mention that earlier but in case you did not know they uh they are a full-on relationship and family i love it and she is 
mourning the fact that not only if she hadn't went with ashford maybe things would have been different but oskana tells her that you would have been dead she wants to go after marco but ain't nobody else want to go after marco because he killed the ghost knife (laughs) and he has a reputation now a very fierce reputation and pirate versus pirate you can tell that a your reputation is what gets you the respect and if you have the respect and you won your territory like that's fair game and we knew that previously that the factions had been warring with each other for a long time that's just how they go but uh i really liked her acting like some of the best acting of the the series thus far particularly when she finds that message about marco and she knows he's the one that killed him just everything about it and oskana tells her that this is not like you came to us a certain way you've grown so much don't get pulled back into this that world so she decides to send that message to fred and fred sends that message to avasarala we see later on then we go to naomi who charters a freighter to palace station she gets there and is greeted by one sin well first she's greeted by two people who know who she is but very much do not like the fact that she's friendly with inners and this is definitely palace station one of those places that aren't so friendly with uh with inners like Tycho, it seems to be pretty diplomatic but if you go to somewhere like palace and you see it's pretty dominated by belters that she would be seen as a little bit of the enemy so she is kind of shaken down to buy multiple drinks and instead of fighting she does so now this is the second person that's got up in naomi's face because bull did too about the cost of the repairs and he was trying to piss her off and she's like are you trying to piss me off and i wanted her to punch him so bad and even these people i wanted her to punch them but i was like this is not amos this is not she doesn't have that type of protection and then when you see sin you realize oh my god (laughs) naomi has a type (laughs) she's able to get big burly men to protect her and she even says that like i didn't have to worry about it back in the day because i had you and he gives her this big welcoming hug you can tell they're really close because she stole a job from him back in the day and just lovely memories the other chick she's not so friendly she says she wants to see philip they're like ah we ain't getting involved in none of that shit um (laughs) she ends up begging sin like please get him this message he's like it was good to see you but it seems as if the message did at least get to him or she just happened to be in a place i don't know she was drinking a lot of coffee when in this mess hall mother and son finally see each other for god only knows how long my heart was hurting and then just seeing philip you know he's he's looking at her because he doesn't like he probably doesn't remember what she looks like um what she sounded like and then she says she's here to protect him and that you know she doesn't start the blame game of your father did this that and the other thing because that's not she already has her own ownership on what she felt she did and he says why the fuck do you care about it 
he's definitely a man i think he also is a great performer and he looks like her son so much that it is absolutely scary and he tells her like everything father said about you was right and my heart sank you get nothing you lose good day sir i for one am so here for this anaros drama i'm gonna tell y'all that right now i am here for it but she then goes back to the ship because she tells him she bought him that ship so that he can go away and get away from whatever his father is doing that's what she wanted to do to try to make amends and he tells her after that line that he doesn't want anything to do with her basically she goes back to the ship starts doing some braiding in her hair and she's just about to call jim when she turns around and there's philip and he almost had this very like eager to see her look on his face and then we see sin who comes sin and the other chick who comes on board as well they are coming to take the ship and it's the son who zaps the crap out of his mother sin picks her up and says he's sorry and then philip says she's coming with us not just the ship so strap her in and then she is zapped once again and i was like oh no this not good this not good at all especially when he said the words like you threw me away like trash we saw one scene of marco being very (laughs) much like the dark cloud over everything watching his rocks being thrown that guy I'm sure we will have so much more to say about this, but let's talk about Philip in the beginning scene where the rocks split apart and this space science vessel are beginning to study them because they think that rocks are fascinating. Luna also gets these rocks and the guy on Luna analyzed those and they said like, it could have been stealth tech, but it's very, very minimal and they also don't know how fast the rocks are being thrown so the fact that they had some of this evidence they still didn't like even when they were thinking about the impact if he threw one of those rocks it wasn't a major threat to to justify turning those guns that they have protecting earth away from mars and anywhere else to try to locate what could be just a very like it's so out of the realm of possibility like the audaciousness of his plan it's out of really (laughs) it's out of the element of reality Uh, everyone's gonna be rather shooketh but philip is the man in charge on this mission and he has three are all of the science workers executed after getting the evidence of said rocks and then he has that ship blown up one andrew gets stuck and while they're able to get the data that they needed he is not able to have his life uh saved when he gets stuck and when i heard philip go my father would hear of your sacrifice i was like oh lord He is his father's son and what does that mean for all of our hearts as we watch Naomi's 
get hers ripped out of her chest and stomped on and probably spit and kicked down a whole entire room oh it's gonna be quite a year or season for naomi some other things of note the way in which holden is being called bratna like a lot of belters that are not the terrorist faction belters really respect holden and see them as someone that is a leader and someone that is having their best interests at heart and the way people try to pay for him like he's just a celebrity wherever he goes and i think that him saying that line when monica stewart says well you look fine he says yeah well inside i'm a mess that's such the underrated <laughs> line of Hoden's life because that's exactly what he feels everything he feels it's on the inside and it's an absolute mess especially when he looks at the messages and ain't nobody called home i like that we're getting a lot more belter culture and their dialect i think that is a big part of the world building and i'm glad that we're finally getting there and that we also saw a little bit more of the culture of mars and what they believe in and what they are looking forward to to the future there is this idea that we can have the dream of mars not on mars and there is a great deal of nationalism behind that and just you know in the year of nationalism that can be a good or a bad thing i will not be doing any speculation because i know just too much so let's head off to the feedback what up stina it's mimi um this is my feedback for um the expanse season five episodes one through three now i have had the longest work week ever i only worked my three regular days and they were 12 hour shifts but i don't know those shifts killed me let me just tell you about my day so huh, wednesday morning i was at lunch and it was probably like i don't know maybe like 2 50 in the morning and i was so tired i'm chewing my lunch and i'm falling asleep so i was like screw it i just put my food back in my lunch bag and laid down for like 20 minutes i was so tired i had this patient who was a crazy ass old lady who basically kept trying to get up by herself and kept almost killing herself so i had to stand literally at her door for like three and a half hours straight it was a hot ass mess so basically i was tired as hell so i get home and i'm like man i'm about to sleep for 10 hours so i i couldn't i couldn't stay asleep i don't know what it is it just wasn't comfortable so i went to bed at like 10 a.m and then i woke up at like 3 p.m and i was like well you know what since i can't sleep i might as well watch the expanse so i'm trying to watch it and all of a sudden I, I'm, I'm in the living room i'm in the recliner and it's like reclined and i'm comfortable and then i'm falling asleep i was like okay well let me sleep for a couple more hours this is like four o'clock i had finished watching episode one and i was going into episode two and i was falling asleep so i was like this is awesome let me just go ahead and go to sleep tell me why i woke up at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> so i slept from 10 a.m on wednesday 
until 4 no 3 p.m and then i went to sleep at 4 p.m and then woke up at two o'clock in the morning on thursday and i was like looking around like what in the hell how did this happen i was tired so okay so now it's two o'clock in the morning my son wakes up because i don't i'm i'm assuming he was hungry he just wanted to go in my room so i tell him to go in there and then i make myself something to eat like a little snack and then i'm watching the expanse and like you know 20 minutes roll in and i get sleepy again so tell me why i go back to sleep and it's like 3 45 in the morning and then i woke up at 7 a.m so i was really tired so this that was been my day and that's why i am just now at 4 32 p.m on thursday sending in this feedback because i have been trying to watch this show for two days and i just couldn't i slept all of wednesday away like i don't think i slept that long in a long time i was tired like i, I it was an alcohol induced it was just a sheer exhaustion my job is really getting to me like i i can't i hate it <laughs> i signed up for overtime because i work on christmas so i had one of my regular days off so i was like well let me just go ahead and sign up for overtime because my job has incentive pay which basically in addition to overtime just means that if you work for every four hours that you work you get an extra $75. So if I work an entire 12 hour shift, in addition to getting paid time and a half, I will also get paid $225 extra for the shift. So I was like, well, I might as well work that day because I don't have to worry about Derek having, you know, someone to watch him. So let me just go ahead. I mean, granted, this check isn't going to be till after Christmas, but I've decided that I'm just going to buy people whatever I want to buy. And if I don't, see nothing for you if i don't even think about you then you're just not getting anything because i i know people acting like the pandemic isn't a thing but i don't plan on going anywhere my sister and i have been like at each other's house from the beginning so we've been around each other so i'm gonna go over her house and we're i'm just gonna cook dinner and um on christmas eve and we're just gonna eat and just chill so i'm really not concerned about anything else so I got to be honest with you, I wrote notes, but I don't want this to be going on for 45 minutes. So I am just going to go through like the things that I was really bothered with or things that I really liked um, per episode and I wrote notes on. So um, just forgive me um, if this doesn't make sense, because I know I like this show and I really, truly love everything that happens but sometimes some of these scenes be going over my head and I just I've always said sometimes I'm not smart enough to watch some of these shows and I feel like The Expanse is one of them maybe if I read the books it would be different but I also don't want to read the books because I don't want to be spoiled um and I like not knowing what is going to happen but I'm starting to think that maybe I should read the books because sometimes the stuff I don't be getting it until after I listen and listen to your podcast. So we'll see. So episode one, the first thing I wrote was Amos fine as hell. Cause y'all know that's my man. I love me. Some, I love me some Amos or should I say Timothy, but we'll get there. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> I wrote that. I thought it was hilarious how like mad Bobby was like, she, 
she really went in on Alex. Like, I don't know what, like, if we missing stuff behind the scenes, but she was, like, mad, mad, like, for real. <laughs> and I really did forget that uh, there had, uh, Naomi gave some of the protomolecule to, to um, Fred Johnson. So I should have, like, you know, they are experiment with it, experimenting with it. I mean, I guess it actually, I guess we'll see. Um, nothing's good has come from the protomolecule. So I can't imagine the belt doing with it. But I have a feeling that Marcos has is trying to get a hold of it. Um, and that's what this is about. Um, I guess we'll find out. But he's a very smart man. And he seems to have people in everything. So I'm sure... Fred's gonna find out the hard way that he should have listened to, to James. Um, I guess we're gonna find out soon enough. The other part of uh, episode one that had me dying was when Amos uh, was with Christian and he goes, I thought you were like the queen of earth. <laughs> He's so stupid. <laughs> and I swear, like, is it just me or was he flirting with her? Like, like hardcore. <laughs> he knows she married, don't he? <laughs> He's such a best. Um, we might as well go ahead and get into episode two because the, I like this episode a lot. I love that we're learning things about him, Amos, because he is one of my favorite characters. And I just feel like we know him as like Naomi's like, lackey isn't the right word like he was like her bodyguard basically um he just we just know him as that so it's good to see him you know away from the Rossi away from um Naomi and we get to see his like see him for him like we knew he was from earth um and we knew he had a rough life but I guess I guess I didn't realize how bad it was because it sounds like he is he was like in child child trafficking that's what it sounded like um and that really made me sad like poor guy um it's his his life was way worse than i thought um and i guess we know he's timothy um is his real name but he was turned into Amos Burton because he stole someone's identity like he killed someone and took their identity that's why he can't go back to earth um I'm curious to know why he wants to stay on earth and um why he decided that um there's someone that he needs to see before he leaves and never comes back so I'm interested in that um I I like we got to find out that he was actually loved by a woman named Lydia um and she was kind of hoping he'd come back but I see why he couldn't but he made sure she was taken care of and that's awesome um and when <laughs> the way he was beating dudes like I swear when he was looking for Eric and he went to old dude the the x-ray thing on prime said that his name was Theo like the corner block hustler named Theo like <laughs> <laughs> he beat his ass and then dude was like please stop hitting me i could not stop laughing i watched this scene like three times because it was so funny i, I just <laughs> i've never seen a gangster 
cried like a little bitch so fast like and then amos took his gun and he did it so like nonchalant and cool about it like he didn't even break a sweat he didn't like his face was neutral that whole scene was so funny like i could not stop laughing it was hilarious <laughs> and then we see eric and i don't know who i suspected but the eric that we saw was so lame looking like he looked like a choir boy <laughs> And then when he ended it with, don't come back, um, you know, I love you, you know, you're my brother, but if you come back here, I won't kill you. And I was like, mm-hmm, you could try. <laughs> I don't know how successful you'll be if Amos fights back, which he probably wouldn't. If he comes back, it's probably because he wants to die. But I did think it was pretty cute, their relationship. Um, and he's like, Amos, you've changed. Yeah, well, mm-hmm um i i just want to just reflect on the whole amos thing i mean i guess i do want to know his backstory um i guess the good the bad and the very ugly because i know when they use the word johns and i say that in quotes because whenever i've heard i remember i used to watch what, what was it it was on hbo and it was called uh pimps so it was something where they was like you got into like the backstory like prostitutes and pimps and all that stuff and a john is always what they used to call any kind of dude who paid a prostitute so if amos or if they're using a sentence for amos that had the word john's in it he's he was definitely in some type of child trafficking and when Lydia found like the little scene with him he looked like he was maybe eight or nine maybe ten like he looked like a little boy like a like a damn baby so that's really sad but um you know if it's his history I want to know it um I'm curious to know when he went from being you know that to muscle I mean Amos is pretty pretty thick so (laughs) I'm sure he bulked up at some point because he he was like fuck you bitches he probably just started fucking fighting them damn Johns and they were like we can't keep him here he keep beating these bitches up I can see that happening he was like not today Satan um uh what's the other thing um oh I want to talk really quick about Bobby because she when she was in there working out with them weights I was like see that's what I need to get on this running I'm doing is working but I need to get Bobby Bobby's body because that's that's my goal right there body goal for real like her body is on point it's it's not like too muscular but it's like it's like built it's firm it's perfect and I I need to be like her so I'm gonna have to start lifting some weights apparently that's what I that's what I'm seeing um and then um I want to talk about Alex really quick because he is really getting on my nerve I think I'm gonna divulge when I'm talking about Alex um it's gonna kind of merge into episode three because he is really getting on my nerve like he goes to Mars because he wants I guess closure and when his wife dragged him I agree with everything she said like you don't get to know we're not gonna give you that so he keeps on when she cools off no dude she said what she said and you need to leave her the hell alone and then for him to act like he's there for her and then as soon as that old girl starts flirting with him and you know boosting up his ego he wants to go on a date with her like and he would not shut the hell up like why are you telling her all this damn business if she don't know this stuff 
because it wasn't publicized maybe that's for a reason and that's why when he got his ass whooped in that hotel room i was laughing that's what your ass get you talk too damn much like you are not fooling anybody you got played and for good reason soon as the soon as old girl stroke your ego you like my wife who i thought you went there to to talk to her because you wanted some type of relationship with her but yet you are on a date with some rando like i'm glad you got your ass whooped because that's what your ass deserved i mean i knew he wasn't gonna die bobby saved his ass per usual but he really really needed to stop and he needed to leave his damn wife alone like seriously dude leave her alone don't don't come back um the other thing i liked about uh episode two was monica the reporter like i like how she was trying to save herself i like i like when they make women try and capable i mean granted she she did almost die and um holden had to come save her but she tried though and i'm proud of her like she got out of the restraints she got um out of uh the little brace thing brace thing on her legs and she like tried to get out of that little freight i mean i'm proud of her you know kudos um and then she told them motherfuckers y'all need to keep me in the loop because somebody almost killed me so i deserve the right to know um i also like where kamina is i think that's her name kamina kamina i think that's how you say it but um how she running her own ship i'm proud of her too but going into episode three when everyone was in like the sleeper area like but i couldn't help but think like do they just have like group sex <laughs> let's just all do it anytime at the same time i'm not saying that it was an orgy but they were all naked and they were all out in the open so clearly shit went down all at the same time and people were fine with it hey i'm not knocking i just it just that was where my mind went when i saw that scene because <laughs> everybody was naked and you just don't normal people just don't sleep naked like y'all clearly had some shit going down <laughs> i don't know why this making me laugh so hard oh my god that scene was funny i don't know if anyone else noticed that but i know i did uh let me see let's go on into episode three this episode was really good um i liked um how <laughs> uh naomi met up with her old crew and looking at the x-ray i got their name because i at first i just called him called him white dude and then african lady his name is sin c-y-n i think is how you say it but why is he why is her old crew a white a white dude and an african lady so this white dude just hang out with a bunch of black women like that's his thing <laughs> and then the black african lady it's k-a-r-a-l and i'm just gonna pronounce that it's carl i i don't know but it works for me but that african lady does not like naomi like i would go as far as to say she hates her <laughs> she was just side-eyeing the hell out of her and just like waiting for a moment to just tell her bitch leave philip alone he don't want you he don't de you don't deserve him and no i won't relay a message <laughs> um speaking of naomi i gotta bring this up and i was waiting till now to say it but first of all i will say her son hates her guts like he cursed her the fuck out like we don't know what um marcus 
said Mark Marcus Marcos said to him about his mom but we do know that she did leave him um I don't know how hard it would have been for her to actually try and take her son away um but she admits that she saved herself and she didn't she didn't save him like that's the bottom line like they might have went over this last season I don't remember but we know that she didn't do anything to get him away so he has a right to not want to be around her um and she has he has a right to hate her I mean he cursed her the fuck out and I normally I would say don't disrespect your mom like that but I am one of those people who actually have a mom who I mean I guess technically she raised me I use that term loosely because everything I learned about how to be a mom I learned because I do the opposite of what she does so I know what it's like to have a mom that isn't the best and really doesn't hadn't done anything for you don't do anything for you but still expects stuff from you so I can't say that I don't blame him for reacting the way that he does we don't know the circumstances of his life we don't know how much um his dad has taught him we don't know anything about him we just know that she did leave him and everything he learned about her he learned from his dad so it's probably not the best um but i have an issue with the fact that she didn't take jim with her like i would have assumed that she learned she would have learned something from the last time that she just went gung-ho and left and then she had to fight so hard to get back to to the rossi now i understand her not wanting to take the rossi and having jim like literally with her on the ship her like going on that whatever that freight was or the the ship or whatever it is that she bought i understand her going on that but why not have jim in like the the cut just in case because she had to have known that he wasn't going to be accepting anything from her or just be so quick to want to talk to her like he look we don't know how old he is but he looks grown as hell i'm gonna go as far as say he's probably 16 17 maybe even 18 he looks grown he looks like a man he looks like an adult he is not a child so he's not gonna have the same reaction if she'd have came 10 years before and he'd have been six or seven okay maybe you'd have had a chance but he a grown ass man now so why did you expect this to go well and the fact that he like electrocuted her or whatever and then is deciding to take it weird we know he about to take him her to his dad she didn't see that coming why not take jim with you why not have a backup we know amos is gone so is alex so the only backup you had is your boyfriend why not take him with you and i don't understand her saying i don't want you there why why they know you with the innards they know that you're you're on the rossi with the earthling they know that so it's not like you're hiding the secret i just when she said when she told him in episode one that she didn't want him to go i knew it was going to be a bad idea i knew it was going to be a bad idea and it makes me so mad that she didn't even say okay well you can't come with me but i do want you to be there just in case some shit go down she she didn't even slightly a tiny bit think maybe possibly something might go wrong come on naomi you're smarter than that like i am just i'm really mad i'm really mad about that um what else i'm I'm done talking about naomi 
Um, the one thing I want to talk about, I could be like just misremembering, but Kamina's girlfriend, she looks familiar. Do we know her from somewhere? Just refresh my memory. Her face looks familiar, but I can't think of like the name isn't coming to me or where we've seen her from. Um, side note, I just want to say that they did a really good job casting because uh, Philip looks just like Naomi like they that looked like that could be her son for real like the whole time that he was dragging the shit out of her <laughs> I was like damn that boy looked like he really could be her son like geez um lord have mercy um what else oh the other thing I want to talk about is the general because Alex goes he's or that admirable ad admiral admiral whatever whatever the guy who um bobby thinks is the one that's you know that's giving those weapons to the to the belt alex said he's been in service for 60 years and i'm like wait what how can can somebody explain to me how time works in this in this show because how the hell is this man been in service for 60 years he looks like he could maybe be in his late 50s, early 60s, but you can't just be a newborn and become a military person. So he has to be older than that. And, you know, no offense to anyone listening, but most of the time white people age pretty terribly. So if he looks like he's in his 60s, he might only be in his 40s. But if Alex saying he's been in service for 60 years he has to be at least 60 something so i just i just need someone explain to me how this time works because how has he been an admiral admiral for 60 years i feel like i'm saying it wrong whatever in the military in military service for 60 years how how please somebody explain that to me jeez louise i don't know why i'm getting tongue-tied but also i suck i'm tired um Watching these three hours of Expanse was really hard for me. I've been going at it for two days. And this is not how I wanted to, to spend my time back. And I'm mad that it took me forever to get this uh, recording out. And I also feel like my feedback is a hot mess. But, I mean, it is what it is. This is what we got. Y'all gonna have to listen to it and enjoy it. <laughs> I'm sure Shy's will be better than mine. So I apologize. Um, it's only 24 minutes. Uh, it's it's good. I think I got all my points across. I, I'm sure I'm going to have to rewatch these three episodes again to make sure I understood everything. But the last episode was good. And I did like that end scene. I, I'm assuming I don't remember. Like, I think that asteroid is the one that came off of like the science when they blew up that science ship because I. I know uh, Philip, they blew up something and then little particles shot out and it was going to Earth. I don't know exactly where it was because that sign was not in English, so it wasn't in America. But then again, I don't know anything about this Earth, so maybe everybody speaks the same language. I have no idea. Um, but it looked like it fucked some shit up because the way the fish were jumping out of the water, they knew something was going down. So yeah that really messed up something and it didn't look big but it did a lot of damage so it had to be big enough um 
so uh yeah that's all i got so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out that was queen mimi with her thoughts on these three episodes of the expanse first and foremost do not chat on your own feedback ma'am that is not allowed at all and i thought your feedback was good despite being really tired and it being a struggle getting through these three episodes seems like you made it there and we're glad to have you (laughs) i did not mention whatsoever the big asteroid at the end because you know i figured everyone saw that right (laughs) i love the effect and i like the way they were trying to use all that math i just kept thinking asteroid dinosaurs not good equations and this motherfucker's throwing like several so (laughs) the damage don't look like anything right now but did you see i mean just the way in which the small details were showing the the full chaotic effect you see the guy's face he it got like really red and then look in the background the clouds were evaporating from the sky (laughs) anytime the clouds are evacuating (laughs) from the sky literally dissipating that's a fucking impact so yeah when i saw that thing go right through them two things my heart just was like oh fuck it's happening it's happening so yes um that's definitely quite a big deal girl you was tired you was tired in the way that sometimes i get tired and mimi says it best and a few others sometimes your body will put you down just put you down all the way down to where you need to be that definitely is what your what your body was telling you (laughs) um let's go into amos yeah he did kind of show up like naomi's lackey i don't think he's been so in a while i think that he still sees her like a sister but i think that he's finally coming into them being more of a family at least i hope he is and i really liked his his um scenes as well i think he saw her like a moral compass but then started to evolve a little bit and started seeing Jim as the moral compass. And now he's like, I just have two moral compass parents. That is, that is Amos. But he has come from a very fucked up childhood. If you are interested in reading about his childhood, specifically, it's a one-off book. It's called The Churn. And it's not very long. I think it's 20 to 50 pages long. I can't remember, but really good read. Goes very much into the backstory of his younger days. Yes, they very much made it clear that he was used for the Johns. He was indeed used for sex. That's why he knows all about prostitution and why he lives in prostitution brothels. Like it all comes together everything that they've been dropping about him these last seasons about how he said you know how do you know how to walk in pumps i didn't always used to work in space all of these little things are starting to click and it all leads to a very tragic tale and it's made even more tragic by the fact that he knows it's it is what it is but he's kind of broken in a way 
where it it's something he had to get through and i think that he probably evolved a little bit more in that world to become muscle even after he met lydia because she was also a prostitute and just the way he even said like your mother they'll pump pump out the mothers and the babies like the 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 very disgusting world that is the due to unemployment the criminal world is just yeah highly up there and they don't talk about it much in the show but there's a lot of things that that make his backstory just absolutely fascinating and you meet some of those characters like eric and i know you said he looked weak and i can't really say anything (laughs) but just think this is the man at top so if you think he looks weak and everyone's following him it's not a pretty boy world where (laughs) and and these two were friends that's all i'll say that's all i'll say um bobby is my favorite character her and naomi they own that spot the exact i refuse to choose between them and when she came at alex that was so book mood that i i was so happy to see it (laughs) because while i liked a lot of bobby in season four it wasn't the bobby i was used to seeing and knowing this bobby in this episode in these episodes this is my bobby and i'm so ready and here for it i'm like oh here's my baby and i think they're evolving in the same way they evolved naturally that i'm expecting that i really appreciate the show for their consistency there and she just has been on a planet and things are changing and you have alex kind of not realizing that because he's been rather insensitive to his own birthplace he's abandoned everything and speaking of alex he is an awful character as far as talking to this lady however i will say the date was basically to get her to tell information and in order to do that you do need to give some information so that you could throw her like they both were trying to play each other like at the end he definitely said like oh well you know she wasn't there for me to like she was definitely not trying to be into me like it wasn't a real date but he definitely was trying to get laid so <laughs> it was a twofold thing but yes he is trash for wanting to come home and expect his wife to be like hey and then like their friendship is like that so i love that she called him out because that's exactly what she does like brother i love you but seriously what the fuck are you doing (laughs) she owes you nothing and your ass coming back here is more about you than it's about her so stop it now with the whole naomi situation can't say much about that i will say there's a matter of perspective of guilt on naomi's part i will point out in episode in season three in episode five she made it clear to jim that her son was taken from her so it wasn't so much she abandoned him she feels she abandoned him in the way that she wasn't strong enough or able to get him back and thus she gave up and you know as a mother that's haunting her so 
I think there's more to it but yeah I think that her expecting things to go rosy I think that was just a you know when you hold on to a dream so much and then nothing like it's even when she was telling Jim like oh I'm sure he's not involved she's got this idea she's kept of her son in her head all this time and the reality just isn't that and she didn't want to tell herself this was the reality so she's been a little bit of denial and Jim is not going to keep her from going on her own because he knows part of her past is having her free will taken away and I think there's something to be said about that the way in which she clearly had to sneak away from her loved ones each time because she has this fear that they will trap her and then you take that to the end of this episode what does uh her family do they they take her they kidnap her they they take her against her will and what what does that mean for her being brought back into this world look how she's being treated just for associating with some innards i think that you're right and to say she should the smart thing to do was to take jim clearly to take jim on this but jim also unfortunately would have been useless she knew damn well he would have been in harm's way and that the people i mean jim is like a <laughs> well he's not amos right yes you need some protection versus i think she was literally protecting him because the people that she rode with clearly like imagine if amos or jim was up against sin like that's not a fight he was only gonna get hurt and i think that she just said you know you can't be there like all you're gonna do is cause problems they're gonna find out that you're there and then i'm probably not even like they hear about that that you're even on the ship the way belters talk he's a foreigner in a land of of the rest of the belters he would be palestation is not like Tycho. i think i was saying that earlier and not like luna where it's more integrated this is a belter station and jim would have his presence with his celebrity he would have been known and that would have just put her in a bad situation or she would have not even gotten that opportunity to see her son so she just wasn't gonna risk it and maybe it was harsh to say that he would be useless because you know he knows how to take care of himself but and she's she 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 knows who she rode with <laughs> it's like taking my um my square boyfriend over to where i lived in the hood like that's it's you know it's not gonna be a great situation it's just not <laughs> it's been a while since we've gotten season one naomi where everyone is still kind of starting to teeter on being a crew and you see her alone in her bunk and she's just you know folding within herself it's been a long time since we've seen glimpses of that characterization from her so it's easy to forget where she kind of came from but that's definitely what led to her joining up on the cant and it's also so she could disappear and the fact that Marco knew where she was all this time, they, they just, I will say, leave it at that. I will leave it at that. 
there's a lot to the story that is the story that hopefully will give perspective to why Naomi is the way that she is because she is one of the characters that you can get the most frustrated with in how she reacts and handles situations and that's fair I think because I am book knowledge I am probably putting more bias in my understanding so I will just leave it at the show will definitely explore more and what and just only leaning on what the show has shown thus far to what that character is all about then you talked of the fact that the man the martian <laughs> like how <laughs> could he be that old that is definitely a season one comeback they mentioned it um i've watched this show probably at least 10 to 12 okay like 20 times uh season one and they did bring that up that the lifespan of earth and martians are way longer now <laughs> we live to about like 120 to 135 years old and the earth span of belters is only 60 no yeah it was 120 years and the and the belters uh lifespan was 68 years or 67 something around that number so yeah he really could have done 60 years in the service and they sign up at 18 so yeah it's very very plausible and when you're in earth's gravity you actually look younger this is all science stuff that's not explored in the show so i'm just giving you some world building that adds a little bit more perspective that's not really spoilery but notice luna too when you see avasarala she looks younger than she did last season like that slight touch that glow she has it's because of the gravity it makes you look younger so there that actually was a smart thing i could answer <laughs> so yeah i think that is everything that i wanted to touch base with you i do hope that your week gets much better because work all around is been crazy i can't stop just talking to racist people in texas i mean texas get your life together let's move on to last but certainly not least queen shy hey christina it's me shy um i am here for this very exciting feedback um to <laughs> talk about the season premiere in the first three episodes of the expanse so 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 excited that is back like you i as soon as i found out that it was being released a little early my behind was sitting in front of the tv on tuesday night watching that mug and yeah i had to stop watching because again i wasn't prepared to be staying up all night watching three hours of tv so i was starting to get tired <laughs> during that third episode so i ended up having to because i wasn't retaining anything and the other thing is i didn't even write any notes i was just sitting there watching i just couldn't you know i just had to pay attention i had to you know make sure i was catching everything that was happening um because unfortunately i didn't binge watch um last uh, last season to get myself ready and you know remembering things that happened so i can better be prepared to 
talk about this season um i mean i have i, I remember i remember stuff just like specific things um i don't recall um because i mean after all it was a year ago so i mean that makes sense but yeah very excited um very bummed out that you did not get my years and years finale feedback so um i went ahead and as you saw emailed you um that so however that goes it's how it goes but very irritated that's never happened where so what i think i'm gonna do is hopefully i'll remember to do this but no i'm gonna do it so that you'll know that um i sent my feedback so if you don't receive it um you'll know that i mean you can let me know so i'll definitely let you know when i sent in feedback for whatever episode um and then like i said um if you go no i ain't get it so i'll know to uh double check because you know i don't always check my emails so um in this case i didn't so i didn't know that it didn't deliver so very irritated with that um but anyways that's neither here nor there we are here to talk about the much anticipated season premiere of season five and the first two the first two episodes after the premiere um which of course i enjoyed immensely again i couldn't even take notes because i was so into what was happening and all that stuff because you know again trying to remember trying to uh tie in what was you know because it, it i mean it i didn't read the book so unlike you who is who's read them 50 times and is well acquainted with what's generally gonna happen obviously they put their little spin on it in these shows but for the most part you know what's gonna happen why it's gonna happen and whatever the case may be um i'm coming in dark i don't know um i didn't get the books yet i haven't read the books yet um matter of fact i haven't done much reading um this year i've done some but not a lot um i know this summer i did some reading but that, that's tailed off again as it's gotten crazier and crazier at work that tends to be the um casualty of that is um is reading so it's just sad but yeah my brain is just um, you know ready to relax a little bit and all that good stuff when i have time off because i read a lot during work but anyway this again i'm getting off track once again so i can see how this can end up being 30 minutes but anyway um i think that i will I don't know how I want to do this, I, you know, because it's three episodes, three hours, so it's hard to know how to go about it. I don't know if I should go episode by episode, I mean, or I don't know, I'll play it by ear. Um, but yeah, we start off in episode one with um, everyone separated, so I wasn't expecting that. I was thinking... I don't know. I mean, of course, I would. I don't know how much time it came went on. I knew that um, it was gonna. This season is gonna delve into book five, but again, I haven't read book five, so I have no idea what is entailed in book five. But obviously, book five is 
is about their separate journeys because unlike the first three, four seasons, this season, at least for now, they're starting out going separate ways. Um, even Holden and Naomi, she ends up, you know, heading out. Um, Amos is going to Earth um, to deal with things um, in his past. And Alex is going to Mars, dealing with things in his past. And as we know, Naomi went to look for Philip. And Holden stayed on Tycho. So, yeah, so we see them um, off on their separate journeys and dealing with things, which is going to be, you know, I I mean, to me, it's refreshing um to have that difference i don't know some people might not like it but i think i mean it gives a new spin to it i I say some people might not like it if they hadn't read the book so obviously again if you read the books you already knew that they were going to be going their separate ways um but even for me who's not familiar uh i was a little bit thrown off by it originally but not you know like oh i don't want this but as an oh okay so um but yeah, so again, it gives, gives it a fresh feel. I mean, it's season five, so um, I was excited to see, especially because we're getting to, you know, delve more into the characters. So even after four seasons, there's still so much to learn. And this is the thing that, you know, separates this show from shows like Doom Patrol. Obviously, I'm more invested in these characters. But, you know, even after four seasons, there's still stuff to learn about them. And I'm invested in learning them. I'm not bored. I'm not, you know, like whatever um, with Amos or um, Alex or Naomi. It's like, yes, I mean, we've gotten nuggets, nuggets, nuggets. And it's just kept us intrigued. At least it's kept me intrigued to know more, to know more. Even when exciting stuff is happening around them with the molecule and all that stuff we're still and, and so but we're still getting those nuggets of their background and things and they're branching out branching out and so again we get to the point where now all the theme at least thus far is all of them visiting their past and going back and um facing facing the good bad the ugly um so yeah i thought that was that's uh that was interesting to um delve into so i mean i was kind of disappointed for you know, again for a minute um about holden and naomi because i was like why would you want to go by yourself i mean especially when you're going to a dangerous situation i mean you don't know exactly i mean you're facing marcos potentially and he's dangerous so uh, I was kind of taken aback by the fact, I mean, I understood her reasoning, you know, because Holden, not all belters are, you know, are warm towards Earthers. And so, um, especially Marcos and his crew. So him going along would have been an issue. But at the same time, um, as we saw later on, um, it's dangerous. And her going out there by herself and not having that backup um is put her in the predicament that she ended up in um so that was you know the only thing that i like was like well you know questioning 
as to the how smart it was for her to go off by herself like that um and I, I was also surprised that she didn't think that Philip was involved in what Marcos was doing I was kind of confused by that because I mean why wouldn't he she knows that Marcos raised him so you know it only makes sense that he you know made him a part of whatever it is he's doing um you know raised him to be his you know that's his legacy and so I didn't understand why she thought that Philip would be separate from that. Um, so, yeah. And, but yeah, I'll get into that part when she does meet Philip later. Um, so, yeah, we see Amos going back to uh, Earth as we find out that Lydia, uh, the person that somewhat raised him, um, passed away. And I did read The Churn. Um, I did read that, but it's been a while since I read it. Um, so I I remember parts of it, you know, things that happened in it, but specifics, again, I needed to refresh my memory. But that is, I mean, it was a small book, so I was able to read that one. Um, I just need to get into the bigger ones. Um, so I'm familiar with Amos's backstory. Um, and then, of course, we see, like I said, Alex going back to what's her name Talia Tally the ex-wife and um his son I can't remember his name um so I was kind of surprised that I wouldn't say surprised I mean there was a theme throughout this in regards to the the children left behind but obviously Philip is a more extreme version of that you know of these parents that you know these children that were abandoned by their parents, Alex and Naomi, for different reasons. You know, my thing for Naomi, I thought, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Christina, I thought she really didn't have a choice but to leave without Philip. I don't think she willingly left him with, she wouldn't have wanted to leave him with Marcos, but I don't think he left her a choice, if that's, if I remember correctly. Um, but yes, please correct me on that if that's wrong. And unlike Alex, who, you know, he chose to this life outside of that. And, of course, ex-wife was bitter and all that stuff. But this is where, you know, I feel like sometimes it's important to not color a child's experience with their parent. Um, because with their own I just I don't know I just think I mean they'll find out for themselves when they get older um I just felt like with Alex and his son that it was um his feeling were more colored by how his wife his ex-wife um portrayed him to him to his their son and so that's a big part of his hesitation um, cause you can always say, you know, your father's out. I mean, he's a, he's a pilot. He's out there, you know, fighting stuff. It happens all the time, you know, military, you know, you have military members that are off, um, to wars or off to tours and stuff that, you know, they leave their family behind. So it happens quite often. So she could have, um, put it in a way that, you know, didn't make him look bad, but again, at some point. You know he would have found out the truth but 
I don't know. It's just one of those hard choices to make. Sorry, had to take a long pause there um, to deal with the situation. Anyway, um, so we have so we have Alex's situation, Amos's situation, and um, Naomi and Holden, and so we also see. Vasarala, um, hope I'm saying her name right. Um, she's on Luna, um, dealing with her um, issues with being separated from her husband. So it looks like they're like really legit separated, separated. Um, I don't know, I might start blending the episodes together because I know that her daughter came to visit her and. Um, yeah, it's obvious that there's some ongoing tension um, between, you know, the family. Um, doesn't sound like uh, the hubby is has gotten worse, which is unfortunate because they were so close in the earlier seasons, and it for it to deteriorate the way it did, pretty sad. Um, <clears throat> we have Bobby on Mars. You know, we see Mars is drastically different than in previous seasons. It's not as is not thriving um, as much as it used to. A lot of criminal, a lot more criminal activity going on. A lot of people have um, left, as um, I think Alex, is, yeah, Alex's um, ex was saying how the prices went up. Um, so it's not as affordable um, to live there. Um, so yeah, that was interesting to see that. So she's investigating. Um, what's going on in Mars and reporting back to um, Avasarala. Um, so on what's happening with that. Um, and we see Avasarala trying to convince, I forget, whoever took over her place. I don't remember her name. Um, and so she's, uh, which again, she weep was she's, I mean, she was not very nice when they were going against each other um, on the campaign. So, yes, that girl rubs it in every chance she gets. So, um, not too surprising. Uh, oh, yeah, we see Drummer. Uh, Drummer, she's got her own ship. She's trying to, she's got herself a relationship. I don't remember the girl's name. So, yeah, sorry about that. And um, she's salvage. She's a salvager, um, someone that salvages and patrols um, the space. I'm thinking. I think that's what they were saying. Um, so she finally finds out, or, or um, she suspected, but she officially finds out what happened to Ashford. That scene was very, very sad. Um, and hearing his voice again, I got teary-eyed just thinking back to that moment as well because I was really hoping upon hoping that that wasn't going to happen because I liked Ashford and I liked their relationship. So it's sad that um, that was the end of that. Um, so, yeah, we see her getting emotional over that and wanting to get revenge and then her girlfriend talking her out of that. But I have a feeling that that was only temporary that she's going to end up getting involved because you know she said oh and I didn't know she was working for um a Vassarella too 
so that was surprising that i that was a twist i didn't see coming so even she's so you know she's working they're all working their different angles and um you know she did say you know this is not her fight she's not gonna you know she's gonna live her life is what her girlfriend had suggested that she do but i still have a feeling she's gonna get sucked into the action um Hey, I thought it was funny uh, when they were in bed. I'm like, you know, I wish I can just go to bed looking uh, put together and wake up looking put together. <laughs> like, okay, she's looking flawless as she's sleeping and looking flawless as she wakes up. So that thought that was funny. I enjoyed the the moments of Amos being out. I, I mean, I love that fight scene. I love the... Um, you know, Amos being Amos is badass self, um, taking no, taking no shit from anybody, um, so that hasn't changed, and yeah, I was, what was his name, Eric, I wasn't familiar with who Eric was, but I thought something was about to go down, but come to find out, they were, you know, I don't remember him from the book, so again, it's been a while since I read it, so he might be in the, in that book, um, but yeah, I thought something was going to go down, but then I was like, when he was going up there <clears throat> without, you know, basically being trapped in that building, um, I was like, yeah, something, yeah, I don't see how he could have gotten out of that without, um, bloodshed, so that was an interesting, um, scene, and, um, yeah, what else? Well, this might end up being 30 minutes because uh, there's so much to talk about. I didn't realize, I didn't think I would be able to talk this long about everything. I enjoyed the new characters that <clears throat> we got to see. Sakaya, is that her name? The one that was um, talking with Naomi in the beginning. And we got Bull. I don't know, I'm still kind of on the fence about him. I'm thinking that he might be one of the traitors. Um, we saw her name monica the one that ended up in the in the freight in the container um i thought she was a goner for a minute but she ended up surviving that i don't remember her from previous seasons so yeah i'm I'm drawing a blank on her um but apparently she was in there i was kind of disappointed not to see too much of marcos we saw we're just seeing little blurbs of him but i think that's to come so i'm okay with waiting but i thought i would see more but I'm, I mean, it's fine. I mean, um, it's not like, oh my gosh. I mean, it was just like, oh, that was it. I mean, because we only got, what, eight episodes? I don't even know how many episodes is in this season. Um, I can't remember. I'm, I've seen it, but I don't remember. So I was kind of surprised at not at, at, at Naomi's attitude towards Philip. I mean, I thought she would be... I mean, I just didn't understand her, you know, just, I, I understand her wanting to reach out and all that stuff, but she had to have known that Marcos poisoned his mind against her. So for her to think that she could just show up, say, I'm sorry, I love you and all that good stuff. And here's a ship, go on it and goodbye. That didn't make sense. That rationale didn't make sense to me. Um, uh, she had to have known it wasn't going to be as easy as that. So yeah, that was. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think her game plan was, I mean, again, she, you know, she's emotionally, you know, involved. So sometimes emotions 
tend to get the best of you and you don't think too clearly. So we see that Alex is and Bobby are investigating this black market thing and the guy from the 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 war college was involved and somehow in the girl that Alex was um chumming it up with and having wine with. I mean I already yeah, I mean I was I was gonna get aggravated with Alex if he continued to act like, you know, he was, you know, just ridiculous in regards to not being at least a little bit suspicious is like being too trusting of this girl like you don't know this woman um you just met her so he was uh it was off-putting for a minute but i'm glad he caught on real quick that yeah this girl is trying to get information out of you versus you know anything else so i was glad he they didn't make him out to be stupid though it seemed like he was a little bit being a little bit stupid but um yeah so let's talk about that final scene because I it's just so much that happened that I I know I'm not going to be able to delve into all of it um I'll leave it to your podcast these are the things that stood out to me and again I didn't even write too many notes um because I basically just watched it um you know on the I wrote stuff down after the fact, but I'm sure I'm missing some key things that went on. Um, let's see. Yes. Um, Avasarala um, finding out about the the rock. I mean, unfortunately, not in time. Because it was six months later from, I think, because it's 170 something days from when i mean it could be longer now because this is when it started so obviously time went by throughout the episodes so that was you know unfortunately you know we're gonna see the aftermath from that because no one wants to believe her so this this rock ended up hitting like an asteroid ended up hitting earth um because they use this stealth technology so of course she was going to be deemed to be right so i'm thinking that um she's that's how she's going to get back into the fold because obviously people are going to be looking to her for the answers um now that this impact has occurred um so be interested to see what comes with of that obviously christina you know so um any theories that me or Mimi have I'm sure you'll be smacking them things down like it's cool because you pretty much know for for the most part what's gonna end up happening um what else the per molecule you know obviously that's a bad that's bad juju that they have it somewhere I don't remember where they say they have it but of course they think that they can control something and then it turns out they can't but that's always going to be the case so i'm interested to see how Tycho is going to be affected by this by the maintaining that the per molecule i hope i'm saying that right and then this ring thing um uh what's going on with that i mean there are some things that i'm still fuzzy on but i'm sure you'll explain it in your podcast and then as I continue to watch the episodes um but yeah I'm very excited about the expanse being back um a part of me is bummed that it's 
it's not something I could binge watch, like especially now, because I really want to get to episode four, but I gotta wait till next week, and I guess that's a good thing in a way, I don't know, you know, sometimes it's a double-edged sword, you know, it's gonna make, you know, the excitement of watching the next one, the next one, um, and time will go by that way, but at the same time, it's like, I want to know now, I want to know what's gonna happen now, um, what else? Make sure I didn't forget anything. I don't know. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Uh, but I'm going to just have to um, lean on you and Mimi to throw in y'all perspectives on it and go from there. So until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch. Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode and the way she kept saying, unlike you, you salty ass motherfucker. <laughs> Don't be bad. I read the books. Don't be bad. They out there. I've offered to lend you some and Kendall. No, I have not. Actually, I have no idea how to do that. That just came right out of my ass. But I would offer you <laughs> the books on Audible. <laughs> if I knew how to share them so there that I have them all I love them I almost have all of the novellas it's my favorite sci-fi if not my favorite series of all time so I won't say too much more about Naomi I think enough has been said (laughs) I will say you did recall the conversation she had with Jim correctly that it wasn't as much choice as uh as she pretty much kind of kept stating this episode she made it very much seem as if this is her burden her burden alone and i think over the years it's probably been weighing on her like her burden and her burden alone it's a way in how you can twist the truth and i think um that's unfortunate that's all i'll say about that and then you also said she had to have known the same thing that mimi said yeah i think she may have known but i think you also definitely explained it emotions they have the tendency to get the best of us and we don't think like rational people and these characters i love them all and the one thing about them is they're so very flawed in different ways jim with do you really just go through life son just clicking buttons because you basically started all this shit by doing that (laughs) you let an alien person pop into your head that wasn't really your alien friend and it deceived you into putting your hand and twisting your brain and yeah look where that's gotten you near death time and time again So you have Naomi who's very secretive and needs to do everything by herself, alone, no help. But it also, like I said, I wish the show, the one small critique, but it's not, it's very small because they don't really elaborate. Not even, and I'm not even talking about backstory. They don't emphasize some type, some things that are rather significant and they come off as insignificant and what i'm bringing up is season one when she was talking to lopez and he told well that she was talking to him but also when he mainly was talking to jim he said basically it would have been taken a miracle to get your ship 
so that they could be saved. Like if Naomi was not on that little drop ship, they would be dead. Like she is a very smart, like she's one of the smartest engineers in the galaxy. And I think that is something that is constantly rather downplayed. And thus it, some of the more enormity type of things don't, don't click in the way I think the audience sees it because it's not really emphasized in a manner that explains some of the act like she's an asset to the belt i think then the way they tried to also show that with ashford when he's like wait you let naomi go and even when she came back they arrested her just to get her to do what repairs so she is someone in which people will hold against their will just to be, have her services so i would keep that in the back of your mind and then I would also say that how she reacts to Marco is going to be interesting. I will put those two there. And I know you also brought up, because I'm like, my notes from what you were saying were all chicken scratch. Um, I will also bring up, I should say, the fact that Marcus is Marcus. I'm going to say that all it's Mimi's fault. I'm blaming it on her. No, I think we all said it at one point. Marcos is very charming. He's very, very charming and very delicious. And he convinced three faction people who wanted to kill him to not kill him. Marcos is a dangerous man. <laughs> um, but also, I think. There's a telling line that gives away a little bit more of the interplay with Naomi, which is, I know what you're going through. She knows Marco's into some shit and it's already cost a lot of people's lives. It's piety. It's what, by the way, Drummer is doing. She's actually a pirate. <laughs> I think you said she was doing, um, I can't even remember what you called it, but no, uh, I would say she's on the illegal pirate side she is taking from the inners and giving back to her people so she's stealing but she doesn't kill because that's not her way right versus people like i'm not sure if ashford was a killer like he only killed when he had to yeah i think he was that type of pirate as well so she's kind of emulating her mentor in a lot of ways and that's exactly what he became and yes it was very sad seeing her salute him but she said this is not her fight I wonder how that changes with the scenario because man um <laughs> Naomi's her girl and <laughs> Marco killed her mentor how's she gonna react to that this is me questioning I already said earlier I'm not going to tell much about anyone's theories I'm not even going to address them for the most part even if you're right even if you're wrong I'm just I'm Switzerland but I will confirm a question if it's already been answered in the show. So that's why anytime I'm trying to be very intentional of answering even how I'm responding to some of the things in the context of what we've seen in the show. Also, something not brought up. It's the almost anniversary of the ship that he and Naomi blew up. 
and then the last thing i will say she was actually i know what you said the same thing like oh like she should have known marcos would have been there or there was the possibility fred did assure her that he'd been watching the the kid philip and he had a spy there on palestation who confirmed that marcos was not with philip whatsoever he wasn't even around or on palace so that's why she felt this was her only opportunity to try to get him away from her father it was a very last ditch effort a kind of an act of desperation really to try to save her son quote unquote and then in regards to alex he lied to his family that's why they ain't fucking with him he is not even so much he was a pirate he got uh he was on the canterbury he everyone was told that it was blown up his family thought he was dead and he was like ah it's better that way because i really like being a pilot more than i like being a family man and then all this time later like years later he decides well hey honey i'm not dead by leaving it in a message and not even telling her face to face so then she leaves him a message like oh i'm happy you're alive you're a fucking asshole and your son and i don't need you at all and then his son called him and was like son or dad he was much much younger too this was some years ago and he's like oh yeah you're a great hero you're doing this all for mars and i think now he realizes he gets older that his father's just a selfish prick and just a half-assed dad he still loves him but he loves him in the way that you would a distant cousin <laughs> and uh I will say Gao is polite enough to keep Avasarala in the loop out of respect. So as much as she curtails at how she is disrespectful to her or how she sidelined her. And I love the fact that her her friend be co-signed and be like, nah, bitch, you deserve what you got. Stop playing. <laughs> like he does not allow her to live in some bubble of reality. He's like, you know what you did. You know how you played everybody. And, and you know how you particularly disrespected and played her and you kept her out of the loop you treated her like she was shit. like you said literally the words and everyone wants a blowjob and a pony like this little girl is some child like you were so rude to gal the fact that she even lets you in on the briefings <laughs> is because you saved earth at one point in time so you need to settle down miss but i love her struggle i love what her struggle is going to be i think that yeah she definitely sees what's happening but she sees it in a way that that's where, where i go back to my one complaint even though i justified it is that you know no no you really wouldn't like i feel like she is arrogant enough that she also would think no this guy would never attack earth because despite what he's done recently marcos is rather still small fry <laughs> they have uh bounties on him like they have on any of the other people in the factions so he hasn't made his name he's planning to make his name <laughs> with these rocks then um i wanted to correct myself because mimi pointed it out actually that it's sakai and as you pointed out as well that is the character the engineer on Tycho, and it's corral that is the guy or the girl with sin so yay got that part um 
I love seeing how integrated the racial um, deficit is across the board, particularly in the belt. What else? Oh, yeah, uh, I think I was meant to answer this for Mimi. Yes, that is a poly relationship crew. They are all in a group relationship. So, yeah, it's uh, all in for one fun time. So, very affectionate. I like them a lot. Get into some spoilers! Can you stop coming in here? You know I'm recording and that's annoying. I'm about to start doing other stuff. What? Hurry up, I gotta still recording. Thought I was done. There's no more left, my ate the rest. You know what food So not much in the area of spoilers other than did y'all peep Laconia? Laconia! I hope we start to see more of that but we probably will start seeing that develop in season six but I really hope they get through all of the books. That would be amazing. I don't care if we need to take a break. We can come back in a year or so. <laughs> if they could finish this whole entire series, that would be a dream come true. We've gotten so far. So we've gotten to six books. I think we can, we can squeeze in one more season to incorporate seven and eight in very condensed form. I'll take it any way I can get it but there are a lot of martians going out we see the banners of uh needing engineers and biology people in particular fucking alex gave <laughs> is gonna give duarte and al and um holden himself those are the two things that he clearly needs on this planet and um alex gave it up like nothing oh god oh they're fine they're inert until you just put a little bit of proto molecule on there and then you know shit pops off oh moron how are we gonna handle him not being in the story you think they're gonna recast him i hope they just recast him because you can't not have alex i don't want his character to be killed off or he goes back to Ma i don't know what kind of way you can change it but I, he he's a part of the rossi and not having them there would just feel weird but then i also feel like a recast would would also be weird so i, I don't, we might swap him out for bobby maybe or he gets killed off at the end of the season maybe he come back for some reach i don't know but he's not going to be in the next season because of the sexual allegation charges against him so there's that clearly it was enough that they decided that he was going to be removed from from production so i mean the man cries is innocent but <laughs> when the studio starts to remove you 
and not back you clearly there's enough to it that it's problematic then we have the whole savarte thing no duarte at all i am okay with this because despite it being duarte in the book alex has the sit down with i love the fact that he's such a shadowly villain that you're not hearing much about him in the way they made marco such uh, a villain that was always there but you didn't know just how much this person would influence the next several tragedies to come and man seeing that first rock hit it just i didn't care that it went off after that i wanted to go to the next episode immediately i'm wondering if they're just gonna have it where like because amos is clearly going to go see clarissa and he's gonna get stuck there so we know how he's gonna get to where he's at um but i bet you that's gonna be like a day because it was night yeah that fisherman was during the day and i think it was a day or some hours later that the second rock hit as well so i'm fine with that i like seeing eric i thought he was cast rather well i am interested to see what he does and catching back up with him later i love how he became part of the story he's one of my side really like characters that just was uh, always at the underbelly of things and um what else that of note that i really like i'm curious on how they're gonna play the whole marcos and naomi thing in the series when they reunite because it even as i'm explaining to my friends that you know it's very subtle the things that are implied about him and naomi doesn't particularly act like the naomi in the book we would say she's a lot stronger than the naomi in the book and that she doesn't hide behind her hair and insecurity she doesn't come off like a in a lot of ways um emotionally abused woman (laughs) and so i am curious on what that and where she's come from and where she's been all this time i think the fact that she has started to blame herself will play into marco's hand a lot and that's going to be a way for him to torture her uh, emotionally again and then use her son i'm also in the way they tried uh, they played it in the last scene it seemed as if the plan was not to bring her with and yet we know in the books that her spotting philip was no accident that was a lure all that time to get her back with him and i'm wondering if we find out later that father and son had every intent like it was still that and we realize and maybe the audience gets it at that point that oh no this motherfucker is yeah he's got his sights on her he's rather uh, i wouldn't say uh, i mean obsessed but he definitely has uh he's bent out of shape regarding his relationship with naomi i guess that's the best way i could portray it i mean we've all read the books at this point if you're in the spoiler section so you know that he just has this fascination in a way or this need to have her or even you know he threatens to kill her all the time or he could kill but that's not like 
that's not his way he'd rather bend her he wants her to be bent to his will and by his side because she is an important piece of uh you know an asset to have in the belt you know i got the smartest queen engineer and she's famous i like the way they're playing it out the fact that there's two bratnas in the belt right now and they're both fighting for a position well one's fighting for a position that the other one rather naturally fell into and yeah that's gotta sting with the mother of his kid oh the drama the drama so I am I'm really interested in watching that dynamic and watching Naomi and how she handles her guilt and then that shifting anger um, regarding what and who her son is and how the audience is going to react to her reacting to who her son really is because she is someone who gets a lot of hate and is not quite as understood um as maybe i feel and if you read the book she would be a little bit more understood but like i said they're two different people as well and they play her trauma really really subtly and not as in your face so i think that's why they're keeping marco in the background so when he is on the scene it becomes clear like oh no (laughs) maybe we understand just a little bit better why naomi acts the way she does and i think that's all i had for the spoiler section uh for this episode i don't foresee me having too much because it feels as if they are going step by step uh, I like that the audience really uh, doesn't know <laughs> what really this is all about. Uh, I think that the stuff on Mars very much connects to the belt and Marcos. So no one's even questioning, oh, well, you know, why, oh, why are these top Martian government? And then you hear that nationalist speech that Slavarte gave. Oh, that was just and then you get that young academy and he's the fact that he's a teacher i mean everything about it was was marvelous just i i can't wait until we start getting into laconia and how that how that uh plays out and i'm wondering if we get that at the end of the season and i hope i no i don't think we will no i don't think we will nope i think it's definitely season six it's when we find all that out but people are going there right now I don't know if they're going to Laconia in, in particularly, but Martians are. And yeah, they said they are shipping out the best and the brightest. So I would think that they are speeding up the timeline just a little bit for the show. And people are actually starting to go to Laconia or at least other places in the system. I could be wrong on that part. So that is all I got for the spoilers. And we're going to wrap it up. So that is all I got for the spoilers. And we're going to wrap it up. If you want to send feedback on the next episode, you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can send it in audio format, 10 minutes or under, or in written format. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, wherever good podcasts can be found, Amazon. Social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, rate and review the podcast. Until next time, peace. Hair grease and black or magic.